It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. It's Bayana and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Connie is off on a town called Christmas, but she should be back next week. Today, we're discussing episode 9 of Doctor Who, season 11, It Takes You Away. In this episode, the Doctor makes a new friend, Yaz is a boss, and Ryan is a babysitter. Yeah, so this episode is like, is, I don't, it's, I think, honestly, I think it's because last week's was so, like, lighthearted you know what I mean like that this Mm -hmm. one I was like shit this is it starts off like heavy or at least like they're very clearly trying to scare you or at least they they're trying to build some suspense so no they're trying to scare you and I I don't appreciate it they're trying to scare you so it was like it was so it was hard to like I felt like I was having whiplash even though it's been a week (laughs) since and I knew this episode was gonna be like tonally different than the last one it was still like oh shit stuff is going down um yeah. but i appreciated that it was still funny because i feel like the opening sequence it was interesting to me because the music was really like creepy and like shit something's coming but like their conversation was just a regular ass conversation and the doctor's over here eating leaves and like talking about the woolly rebellion and is you know what i mean like <laughs> it was an interesting like the direction on that and the editing for that i liked a lot because um, mm-hmm. like you as the audience is really in suspense and like shit something's about to go on but everyone else is acting as if it's just a regular ass day you know what I mean yeah I also think it has something to do with the setting like I was thinking about this there's been a lot of like movies and more tv shows I think in which like you get those kind of like I'm thinking like broad church and um happy not happy valley there's another one though like I think the bridge or something like that and it's like kind of set in these like beautiful picturesque like landscapes but it's also very still and quiet Mm -hmm. so it's like yes it's beautiful and it's picturesque and you see hills and rivers and you know beaches or whatever but it's so still that it's creepy yeah and I think that that like setting right away kind of added to that because like they're in the fjords of Norway so like that like immediately I started thinking about like the murder mystery <laughs> um, mini series of things that you can find on Netflix. But then, yeah, she's talking about like the Wooly Rebellion and stuff. But I also felt like they were immediately like, this is a scary one. And you know how I feel about scary shit. So yeah. I, was on, I was immediately yeah. not amused. But again, I just want to point out that like it was a scary one, but we could still see everything, even when it was dark. Yes. Like, even when it was supposed to be dark and we knew the part that's, like, a part of the plot and, you know, we could still see what was happening. Um, yes. So I, appreci- I appreciate it. And when we that. couldn't see, it made sense why Right, we and it was see. on purpose. Like, it wasn't... It was on, or, I mean, I guess yeah. before it was on purpose, too, but, like... But it wasn't, it wasn't to convey the, some, like, tone. It was, like, right. literally because this is the setting calls for it. We're in right. a cave. Right. <laughs> it should be dark. Mm-hmm. We're not walking down a hallway right. or whatever. That actually has light, but for some reason... Yeah. 
It's all blue and shit. Anyway, so <laughs> we are early on, we're introduced to Hannah, who is this young girl who is blind. She's played by Ellie Walwork, who is the first blind actor on Doctor Who, which is cool. The, the show Let Doctor of, Who tell you it's, like, amazing and they might be up for a Nobel Prize. Yeah, it's, like, the thing that every—I mean, you know, obviously everyone should do that and should cast disabled actors to play disabled characters. But, you know, they— Love, they invented it. They love to pat themselves <laughs> on the back for doing shit 55 years after the fact. And, like, yeah. you know, I understand a lot of this discourse is much more recent than when they started, but also not so much that they couldn't have been doing this for New Who. So, whatever. Right, because New Who started in 2005. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the fact that we're still getting, like, the first... This, you know, the season people is a, of color to write yeah. in. You the know, season in is a season of firsts, and it's like, yo, all at the same time, y'all couldn't have done this shit before. You, like Yikes. the fact that, like in two thousand and five, a show based in Britain didn't have any writers of color is a problem. Like, and the fact that that wasn't that was the case for ten seasons. For ten seasons, right? Like, sorry, Cardiff is a small town or whatever, but, like, the BBC is based in London. London is a major metropolitan area. London is diverse. As the show got more popular, it had a global reach. They could have gotten any... They got Neil Gaiman to write an episode. Mm -hmm. They could get anyone to write an episode. Mm So it's not like resources were, you know what I mean, like, an issue. But, yes, I... Back to... (laughs) I mean, I just want to say, and I, like, put this in our Slack, like, at the very least, they are, you know, patting themselves on the back and feeling themselves for representation and, like, adequate representation as opposed to sentient sandmen and Statue of Liberty angels. So, you know, it's progress, <laughs> baby steps. Yes. <laughs> also, I, I want to, and I, and I want to say, like, we should be celebrating this. Absolutely. But what we should be celebrating is we should be celebrating that, like, L.A. Walwork was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be celebrating the fact that she got this opportunity and made the fucking most of it. You know what I mean? The same with Mallory Blackman and Vinay Patel. Like, they got their opportunity. Like, you, we're not celebrating the fact that they finally got an opportunity, because that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But that when they did, like, they knocked it out of the park. And also that we should be happy again. Like, if you're going to pat yourselves on the back, like you were saying, at least it's not something to say, man, like, these episodes and the season has been, like, if it's going to be the season of first and wokeness and, you know, whatever else they're they're saying in the BBC offices, like, it's also a really good season. Right. So... So, like, we say all of this just because, obviously, we want Doctor Who to be better, but, like, they're doing a pretty good job so far. So, yeah, so so Hannah is, is this young girl who's been left in this house that's, like, fortified in the middle of the woods, and there's, like, no one else around. She thinks that her dad was taken away by a monster, and so when the Doctor and them kind of show up, she hides, and then they're kind of like, what's going on? Like, explain, you know, trying to figure out how they can help her find her father. She's she's a very, like, I don't know if independent is the right word. So she's definitely uneasy and scared and, like, wants her father, which, like, duh, she right. should. But she also is, like, not panicking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, like, my dad said this. This is how it's going to go. I'm just, I'm going to do what he, you know, s- 
says to do until he gets back. Yeah. And then once the doctor and, and co show up and they're like, oh, they, you know, they find the portal and they're like, we're going through. She's like, well, then I should, you know, then she's like, I want to go too. I want to make sure that my dad is cool. Um, yeah. And so just like having that, I can't think of the word. I think but, it's like self-confidence. I think it's yeah, the word. Self-confidence. But Self-assuredness. Um, um, oh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. The, um, uh, the, the go get itness. I don't, it's not a word. Resourcefulness. No, but not resourceful. Like that's, that feels too passive. I don't know. She's like, I'm about to go. We're doing this. And like, she's, she's the hand of her businessness. Yeah, yes. Thank you. That. Um, so I, and I think that that is important. And, and I think that the, they all kind of underestimate her and, and try to baby her. I think partly, partially because she's young, but also because she's blind. Um, and so, yeah. it, but like the way that they're treating her doesn't match like who she actually is and how, you know, she showed herself like able to like actually deal and to not be treated with kid gloves, I right. guess. Mm-hmm. So the doctor is kind of, I, I like, how, I just like, again, I was saying earlier, like how this episode opens because the doctor is, just trying to like figure things out and where they are. Um, it's always by eating dirt, by eating dirt and like leaves and shit. And like, I will say <laughs> that it's always weird to me when they, and I know it's probably just cause the doctor likes to show off, but to me, it's always like they get out the TARDIS and like, where are we? When are we? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the TARDIS could tell you, like I'm pretty sure it says yeah. before we step outside, <laughs> like you could just check. But it's been, I mean, sometimes it gets it wrong, but yeah. that's usually like not the TARDIS's fault. Exactly. So it's just always funny to me that they like hop out and are like, and then are like, okay, what's going on? And it's like you could have, you could have <laughs> seen just before. Ask, just ask. There are her. screens and stuff that can tell you this, and I'm sure right. it's like flashing. Well, are there screens on the new TARDIS? Oh, I know oh yeah, maybe not. But there's a way to figure it out. I'm sure. It. Oh, totally. Like there's a the what's gonna face it. Mm-hmm. That. that is a scientific word. <laughs> <laughs> the the time the uh, and turn it again and then sand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like what's in my face. It better. Um, <laughs> I think I like it better too. <laughs> yeah, but I but yeah. So I like the doctor how she's very much like, and this is a thing that I've noticed throughout the season. But then I feel like this episode it was just like more on display. And I I mean I don't know if that's totally true. I'd have to rewatch the season or whatever. But like. Her coming out, she's just very physical, which has been happening, where she's like, mm-hmm. I'm picking up dirt, I'm eating that, I'm looking at this, I'm scanning the sheep just in case we're in the wrong century and they're about to square up on us. So she, but then like when she gets to, when they're in the room and she like sticks her face in the mirror, it's very similar to when she dives into the uh, tub and sees the spider interactions in the UK. Where she's just <laughs> like, ooh, let me go peek. Um, and then comes back and is like, Don't wow, yep, me. that's, that's terrifying but like cool we're gonna figure it out but she's very much like i think in a way that the other doctors like of new who haven't been like she's very much like i'm gonna jump into the mess to see what's going on and then jump out whereas like other doctors tend to be tend to just be like asking what's going on or they'll wait to jump in until they figure until they figured some things out or they'll jump in and not have like a plan like right even with her like she dangled she put her whole face in there but she made sure that she could like lift herself back out of the tub exactly she like Went all the way in, but you could see her holding on onto the inside of that mirror portal so that she could grab her, get herself back out. Exactly. Like, so she's just then, like, then, like, she's dipping her toe explain. in. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. a way for her to like get the information without 
jumping in either without a plan or thinking that she has a plan before she jumps in. Like she's, it's very physical. And she also, you know, she talks out loud and you can like hear her thinking out loud. She thinks out loud. And so in doing that, it helps her be more transparent towards her, like with her companions because she's like making the connections out loud and they can kind of follow her for the most part. Sometimes they can't because she'll just have never mentioned things like the solo track before. And she's like, but you have to know what that is. And they're like, also, can we just even with, well, I can't see. And by the time I got to watch this episode, like my eyes, glasses are not just weren't help. Like um, subtitles weren't helping me, mm-hmm. but she was saying solo track and I couldn't understand what that word was. Yeah. And not in the funny way that Yaz couldn't understand it. I was like, like, what is she saying? I don't. And then everyone was like, type on Twitter was like, solo track. And I was like, so everyone else heard that or saw, maybe they saw the captions and that's how they figured out how to spell it correctly and whatever. But I was lost. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did not hear it the first time and I had to rewind. So, I mean, there's that. But yeah, no. So like, I, I think that. Just even the way that she found out about the solo track, like all of it was very much just like when she realized that it was a solo track, she was very much like, okay, I'm, why is it doing this? Oh, wait, but they're doing it because of this. And then she's just very much like this linear kind of train of thought that even though we don't know the information, it we totally buy. And like, obviously, I mean, it's, it's the doctor, so we buy almost anything that she says. But even though you don't know half of what she's talking about, you can still follow how she's like getting to the getting to that point you know um so that yeah. when she does come to the conclusion that it's a solo track we're all like cool that's what it is yeah though i must say i was literally like this is some crazy like magical science because that doesn't make sense i mean but it was but it but i <laughs> understood it i understood it right when she explained it out i was like yeah okay i understand the writer's internal logic of what this thing yeah. is but i was like y'all are but i, y'all, I will is. also say that it made me i thought a lot about rise of the cybermen that's what that episode's called like the last two mm-hmm. good episodes of season two um <laughs> i thought i thought about that in the way that like the doctor explained the like alternate dimensions oh, and the way that they're universe. kind of parallel and there's like space in the middle and that's where the daleks and the cybermen were or maybe just the daleks one of them was trapped in the middle and i think the that's where the that's where the finale whatever that was came together because they were in the middle it was a dalek it was like the dalek progenitor Mm -hmm. thingy so i liked that we got to see that i don't know if they totally were thinking that but it felt consistent with that lore from like all the way back in season two we just didn't get to see the between you know what i mean yeah um and it felt yeah. like so it felt like a continuation of that but also something new because we didn't know about solo tracks and they're not a part of the universe but they're still like parallel dimension it's still a dimension in a way yeah that because that was really what i was seeing was like in before the solo track thing it's like oh we're in a parallel universe calling back to you time of the cyberman or cyber whatever that one is mm-hmm. Then the solo track brought into it, and it was like, oh, but this whole universe is sentient, which then reminded me of 42 and the, like... Oh, the sun um, thing? If you go back to our skip list episodes, and I think I wrote about it, I don't like (laughs) when a planet has a soul or a universe, like, I, I will, I'll get down with, like, plants have a soul, or there's a, you know, a spirit of nature Uh of this one part of a planet... Uh-huh. But, like, with the whole universe has the same consciousness, and I'm just like... Okay, we should we should move on. We should move yes. on, but I don't <laughs> fuck... She doesn't like with, that. 
sentient, see, larger than. I, yeah, I get that. And I'll give you an asteroid. Yeah. I was, a star, you're pushing it. <laughs> the whole universe, you weren't fucking with it. Like The I, whole universe, fuck that I shit. I liked the solo track as like a concept. I felt like yeah. the way that it manifested. Well, I mean, the end, I felt like somebody was on something when they wrote the end of it. So, but we'll get there. Um, I love that. I mean, so I did we'll not like it, but I was definitely like, yo, that's not where I saw this episode going at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like I didn't like it. I was just very much like, whoa. Yes, I felt like this episode we see, I mean, we've again, I, we've seen it before, but like she's very much the doctor's partner, right? Like she's the first one to, um, when the doctor's like, okay, oh, we're go going together. through, I'm going through the, the, the mirror and Yaz is like, me too. And then Ryan and Graham, <laughs> say they're going as well but, but yeah but she's yeah. she's very much just like she's ready right like she's she's bringing her training to the forefront she's very much like when the doctor can't think of something she's kind of a good sounding board um even though she doesn't have as much knowledge as the doctor in terms of like universe and weird shit like she at the very least is coming up with options and whatever the doctor like honestly wherever the doctor is going Yaz is not far behind like Ryan yeah. and Graham might be off doing other things um, or maybe cool to split up. And I mean, even when, you know, yeah, splits up with Ryan often as well. But like often when the doctor's like, OK, I'm going here. She's like, cool. Especially when me? there's a mystery. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I like really love about Yaz. It's like she is um, a police officer. Definitely what we saw in like the premiere episode, like is about that, like, I'm about to be the youngest detective ever type of, you know, she is, especially when there's a mystery or something that she, that she has questions about, she's going to be there to, like, find answers to her questions. Right. So, I, yeah, and I appreciate that. And I think that, even, I mean, we also get her, I mean, she only has, she's very brief interactions with Hannah, but the characterization is consistent again in the way that she's, like, you know, trying to make sure she's okay. She's very much trying to listen to what Hannah is saying before coming mm-hmm. to her own conclusions. And calling on her training so that even if she doesn't, because um, I kind of, when she's talking to Ryan about how, like when Ryan mentions that she's good with kids, mm-hmm. like she's not saying that she totally believes Hannah right. or Hannah, but she knows how to like make her feel heard and make and like calm her make sure that she doesn't panic and calm her down. And she knows that because she was trained right. to do that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so I just, you know, I, I said in the last episode, like Graham has grown on me for sure, but I think mm-hmm. but I still have the same issues with his character that I did in the beginning. It's just that because his characterization has been cool, it's, it's not as, it doesn't make me angry. And so, so this yeah. episode, I think like I started off, and I was like, oh, Graham, out here carrying sandwiches and, you know. Like. I really enjoyed that part. He was like, my blood sugar gets low. And I was like, you're such an old but man, But, like, Graham. also like. same, right? Because I, they never <laughs> stop to eat. They be just hopping off the chart. It's like, ooh, where to next? And I'm like, y'all ain't going to just Have get lunch? a bite to eat. Like, you know? And he's like, you like, know what? what is the kitchen like in the TARDIS? Right. Cause he's like, I'm not going to get caught up. I, the last mm-hmm. time, you know, I had y'all stop at the grocery store. I don't know why you didn't think I was going to be getting stuff I could make for the on the go. <laughs> I love Because we leave the TARDIS and then y'all act like food don't exist. Right. Or, you know. And Graham had a little, like, because Ryan was really like, so you just be carrying sandwiches around? He's like, well, I mean, <laughs> what else you going to do? Like, I got to eat. I don't trust y'all I'm to make sure man. that I'm like, fed. Exactly. So I felt that. And and so I, so we get so we get through the the anti-zone and are in the solo tract and well like first we get we get 
Hannah's dad, who has plot twist, like, ditched Hannah for all intents and purposes because <laughs> his wife is in the anti-zone. And, like, it's funny because I kind of... I felt like Ryan and... Or not Ryan. Yaz and Graham were... They're kind of, like, realizing that he's just been out here. And they're just like, word, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, just... Really? Like, your kid is... Really? You're, like... You're, you left your blind kid, like... And, like, alive and, stuck like... Stuck in a house. Right, and, like, living child to yeah. then just be out here, like, oh, but my wife. I'm like, yeah, but what about your kid? And, like, your wife should be on some go-back-to-your-kid. <laughs> right, like, and we learned from Hannah early on that, like, they had moved out there. So it's not like she got friends. Right. Or, you know what I mean? They moved to the middle of nowhere. And then you just ghosted her. Right. <laughs> like, and it's just like, really, oh, there's bro? a monster outside, which then there is no monster, right? It sounds like it's just a speaker with a recording. <laughs> so, like, did all this shit to, like, keep her safe or whatever, but, like, not actually taking care of her? And, like, honestly, like, yeah. part of me wants to be sympathetic because, you know, grief is a real thing. And I, and I think that, like, we, I think that they do kind of a good job of showing us Eric where he's, like, already, like, far, he's so far gone or whatever. And then mm-hmm. showing Graham with the soul attract grace. So you can kind of see how that man. Manif- how he can get caught right, up. Right, how in you that. can get caught up. And I also think that, like, there's like a parallel, right? Because Eric has, again, has just left his daughter to fend for herself. And then there's, and the, the mom is like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm me, whatever, but like doesn't ever say anything like, hey, you just left our daughter to fend for herself. Why don't you like take right. your ass back into the regular world? So that's the like. I don't know why I'm here, but I know that Hannah is not here, right. so go. And that's the like, that's the tale that like clearly this is not right. And so the same thing happens when Grace is like, oh, Ryan will be fine. Like, it's cool. And Yaz is like, yeah. uh, no. And then Graham eventually gets to, uh, no. You know what I mean? Like, kind of realizing. But it takes Graham a little bit longer because, like, he's in love with Grace. So because he, yeah, he wants, he wants it to be right. Right. And I think that it was, like, that part, I'm still mad about it. I mean, so, I yeah, I think that but. it's, it's I, I was feeling a little irritated on two fronts where, like, for one... Like, again, as always, it should have been Grace instead of Graham, just generally. Um, and then, two, this, and we've talked about this, and we've kind of, like, guessed that this was kind of what was going to happen, is that Grace's death has far more bearing on Graham in his storyline than it does on Ryan. Like, Ryan often will, like, mention his grand or his man or whatever, but, like, doesn't have moments where he is struggling with that grief. It's always very much, like, Hey Graham, how are you doing? I know you're struggling. Or like I miss, I miss her too. Right. Like, well, it's like, but didn't you? You grew up with her, right? Like you haven't. Like not even not to say him. that not to say that like Graham's relationship with Grace was not important and wasn't like deep and and they didn't have a you know a strong connection. But they only knew each other for like maybe four like four or five years, right? Like they were married for three yeah. years. That's like like that was Ryan's whole like she he she raised him, and I feel like they don't. Like, the, the show does not put as much weight on the fact that this is the person who he grew up with. His mother. Like, his he mom lost his died. Mom quite. Yeah. And so then, like, Grace stepped in because his dad, and we hear about his dad often, um, and, like, his issues with his dad, and that comes up. But then we don't get the Grace part. And so it it's frustrating to me because I'm sitting here like, okay, so Ryan's not going to see Soul Attract Grace, and we're not going to deal with him maybe wanting to stay as well. And it just, it feels like they don't want to reckon with the fact that they took this person away from two people and not just one. 
Yeah. And if that was the case, then they shouldn't have made gave, given Ryan a grandmother. You know what I mean? To die if that yeah. if they weren't going to reckon with both sides of that. It just seems. Or they should have. They should have made her. They shouldn't have made her his sole provider. Right. Because they only not to say that like losing a grandmother, even if she's you know kind of just your grandmother, is not traumatic and terrible and like very hard to deal mm-hmm. with. Um, and still comes up in like right ways. now. Yeah, <laughs> um, not for real. You know, in moments when you're like thinking that you're fine, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, my grandmother's gone. Mm-hmm. But it is a bit easier to kind of see that arc or that see that grief compartmentalize that grief when you have your mother and your father and your family yeah, you know you what I mean like it's, you don't feel around. yeah yeah you don't you don't feel kind of orphaned in the way that I assume Ryan would have felt right because he doesn't died. have siblings he doesn't have his parents and we don't hear about yeah. any like aunts or uncles right whereas like Yaz we know has like people and so for for Graham to the, or not for Graham sorry for for Ryan to then not get that moat that space really past like the first episode to really grieve just feels wrong. I also will say that I kind of was thinking and was thinking about it more today um, as I'm like letting this episode marinate mm-hmm. that I I I think it would have been really interesting because you know we saw the doctor's ex- explanation of, like, the solo track, like, they're incompatible, and so they can't have... Like, she was saying, like, you might have been able to handle having Eric here, but, like, now there's five of us. Mm-hmm. Like, having that moment where solo track Grace has Graham and Ryan and obviously cannot have both of them, and then, like, having that be mm-hmm. a choice would be gut-wrenching and terrible, but, like, it would still be a moment where they get, they equally have to deal with their grief and they equally have to, like, lean on each other to move on. Right. I think even showing how they grieve differently, because I do think that, like, having the end where Ryan's kind of like, yeah, I miss her too, is important because there's, you know, it's totally possible that he's not showing it in the same way that Graham does. But I think that that needs to be acknowledged more and shown more and not so much just, like, Ryan's always talking about his dad and that's it, you know? Because, like, I think that they're, especially just because this is the most recent loss for him, it just feels like it should be a little bit more to the forefront. Yeah, and not to say that he shouldn't have feelings about his father because I think that the and way because that they he's bring, angry about his dad. Right. Which, I think th- I think that like the way that that, see, bring, but... that that's brought up is done well, but we just are missing the grace part of it, and so it's frustrating, and it makes it like makes me a little bit resentful to then watch Graham go through this whole thing, and I'm just like, uh, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> but it's partially because they're right. not having it on equal footing, right? And so I just kind of wish that that would be a thing. I think that. The, like Graham and Grace, that that storyline was like done well on its own. Um, it just needed it. Yeah, it just needs to be given. But equal it does it, and we talked about this after the first episode. It can't. It but it. it they set it up so it cannot live on its own. Right. So yeah. they wrote themselves into a mm-hmm. hole there. Um, the other thing about Graham having to deal with that grief and kind of showing like you were saying like we see Eric and then it makes it like sets up like how difficult it can be to get over let someone go so then when Graham sees Grace it like you're already kind of in that headspace I also think it was important to see Graham actually let not Grace go and then seeing did Graham go first or did Eric go first I think Graham went first first, right yeah Eric was right and then seeing yeah, and then, like, seeing Eric be, like, 
this stranger can do it. I can. Well, it wasn't even that. It, it was that the solo track or rejected him. Rejected and him. Then yeah. He was like, but, oh, that's not right. You. But like, but giving him that, like, he doesn't do it right. But like, giving him that, like, blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's like this is how this happens. Like this is how you let yeah. go. This is someone who's obviously not there, and then seeing him reject it was kind of. I think it was great because it it balanced like Hana. We we learn about Eric. We learn about like Hana understands and knows that he is not okay, mm-hmm. and he's not handling her mother's death as well as or in the way that she needs him to be to be a good mm-hmm. father. And then when she when her own mother rejects her, you would think that that would snap him out of it. But it kind of reminded it reminded me a lot of like it didn't remind me, it it to me felt like they were saying like you can be kind of comatose in your grief Mm -hmm. like you can really not like if you let it go too so far without like you can let it overwhelm you and it's harder and harder to get back right totally um yeah but also like fucking yeah but yeah um so then we also get a few more like other than the soul track we also get flesh moths which Mm. are gross not a fan No, no not at all you know, would and not recommend. Ribbons um, was also not a no, fan. No, ribbons. <laughs> this is so weird to me. Like, it was funny because at first I was like, hold up, is this the big bad? <laughs> I was like, are we, yeah. I was like, is this what we're doing? Okay. But then, like, ribbons was just, he, he tried. He tried it. it was, he was like, he was like the come up man. Like, he was like, you know, I got, I got fake Gucci's. Right. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> like... He's um, out here with the counterfeit goods. He's like, I want yeah. your tubular. He was hustling. He was a hustler. He was, but, but no. Um, no, thank you. And then, like, for someone who le- who like lived in the anti-zone for as long as he did, the fact that he got got by the flesh moths for moving was, like, wild to me. It was just like, that wasn't smart, and you knew that. But, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever, bro. But he was trying to, he was trying to get on his he hustle. Was. He was trying to he make was. the come up. But I just felt like, you know, self-preservation is probably important to yeah. the hustle and so then in addition to that the solo tract becomes a frog with grace's voice loved it it was the i literally was like we're seriously doing puff the magic dragon right now i'm weird in, i i don't know when, I don't know when I like, this turned into I not like it but i can't decide if i liked it if that makes I don't sense think you were supposed to like I it i was just very much like i like what like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just felt like and i think part of it was that like it could have taken any form like it literally could have just been yeah. grace <laughs> and it would have been fine but i also feel like it wasn't a good frog no like, just, like it was weird it wasn't convincing or any like they could have done or made it like a complete cartoonish or frog something. like they didn't commit either no. way it um, was strange but like i don't but, but I, I, was, I didn't hate it i just wasn't sure if i liked it yeah, I was literally, like, so there are these, like, moments, especially in, like, 60s, like, cartoons and, like, a lot of the, like, older, like, golden age of Hollywood musicals, like, Gene Kelly did this shit all the time, by the way. Gene mm-hmm. Kelly would, you'd be watching a, a musical starring Gene Kelly, and it would be one thing, Singing in the Rain. They're trying to make a movie picture, they're dancing and singing on set. They're making a like a talkie for the first time. He's a, he's a movie star, and there's an ingenue. And then you look up, and you're in the middle of a 20 minute ballet, and you're like, "When did I get here? Right. 
where am I? Where where did this come mm-hmm. from? And then all of a sudden you're back in the movie and you're like, did I hallucinate yeah. that whole yeah. thing? That's that's what? definitely how I felt because I was like, <laughs> I was just like, what? Like I saw the frog on the chair and I was just like, what is? And but also like it went stark white. And what like, was really was funny to like, me too <laughs> was that like they set it up so. Like, if they had set up that Grace liked frogs and shit in, like, the first episode, I might have been yeah. a little bit more here for it. But it's like they brought it up or or even brought up Graham's necklace earlier. Like, it just felt like they had that little moment so that they could do the frog at the end. And I was just like, what the oh, fuck? Totally. I was just so, like, I don't know. I think it, I think for me it was one of those, like, quintessential, like, I, I feel like it was a Doctor Who moment. Like, there are certain things that you just think about in Doctor Who where you're like, what the fuck was that? But, like, you yeah. don't hate, you're just like, okay, whatever. It's, like, this weird Doctor Who thing, but it's also <laughs> just strange. And yeah, I'm just, like, it, that wasn't, it wasn't it necessary, wasn't, but. It was still, like, trying okay. to figure out what was happening. <laughs> but, like, we'll rock okay. with it. Okay, I guess. Like, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna say no. I'm just gonna say why. It was a choice. It was. That's what it was. It was yep. very much a choice. Um, I I kind of loved it, man, because it was a yeah. choice. Because it was so. It was so it weird. Was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> I was really just like, hmm, <laughs> like okay. I got also it's like the last 10 minutes of the episode so it's like I'm already here like I can't now <laughs> I can't yeah, stop right because it's like I can't be like okay I'm yeah, out it's like, too late <laughs> I've made it this far like at this point it's just I have to see it through but like man they were really relying on on us to have been in with this with them for some time mm-hmm. and we have been so I mean it's not like it was a dumb choice it was just a strange one it was yeah but yeah. man, Ryan rants and raves. Um, I think that it was interesting to see Ryan bring his own baggage into the situation from Jump. Um, yeah. Where he like immediately is like, your dad ditched you. I don't believe you talking about these monsters. Like, whatever, bro. And so like... Call a thing and a so, thing. Like, and so Yaz has to kind of like reel him in. He's, she's like, dude, chill out. Like, this is a kid. And then also it kind of creates tension bef- between him and, and Hannah. And I like that they kind of have this like point of contention and they're very much not like homies off top even though he is trying yeah, to help we, her we were um when i was going back through some of the conversations on the in the slack and on social media people are like why does why does hana hate ryan so much i was like when she met him he was like your dad left right. you he was just like you sure? you? i was like of course she doesn't rock right. with him and like and like, it totally made sense why like ryan would jump to that conclusion so i think that probably for right. us as 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 the audience are very much like we gave well, him like, a bet we we gave him the benefit of the doubt exactly. more but like she doesn't know him and doesn't know his story and he's just like, no, your dad right. left. And you're lying and Why like, are we whatever. And Yaz has to kind of be like, dude, <laughs> let's not, <laughs> let's not just jump to that. Especially given that like, right. they've all, you know, been seeing weird ass shit. And so he's just like, nah, this isn't weird. This is just like this regular just your deadbeat dad fathers. <laughs> this is like, literally Ryan was like, Santa doesn't right. exist. Get Yay. over it. <laughs> just like killed her yeah. innocence. On his own stuff. But then he was also right, technically. So, like... He was right. You know, awkward. That's not wrong. No. He was definitely not wrong. 
Um, At least he didn't like come back and say, I told you. Yeah. He was just like, my. I mean, and by that point, they were cool. So, like, I appreciated that, you know, Hannah's like, I want to go save my father. So, and Ryan's not going to let me. So, let me, like, do what I got to do. And even though she, like, knocked him out and just went into the anti zone on her own, when he found her, he wasn't like, why would you do that? Oh, my gosh. He was like, nah, let's, I'm going to protect you from these moths that are coming yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Like, he's very much like. He's like, you're determined. So, I'm not going to, like, Right. I tried and I to think stop that, you, and now I'm going to help you. Right, um, and I think that he also understands where that comes from as well. Like, I think that he he empathizes with that train of thought, and instead of being like, dude, you hella have me, like, bleeding <laughs> on my forehead, <laughs> he's just like, all right, let's figure out, like, how to find your pops. And so I think that the fact that he reacts in that way is what then makes their relationship blossom to the point where at the end she like she gives him a hug specifically and in part because he doesn't like hold that against her yeah i do also want to point out the um the scream when he sees the like the oh. dead chickens so good <laughs> and yes is like boy what is she doing what is he's wrong like, with you he's like is that natural <laughs> like are you supposed to just walk into rooms and it's just chickens lined up he was dead? like this is not normal he's like i and don't I think he was also to the doctor like i solved it they're dead chickens. Right. I found the weird thing. <laughs> now we know what we're supposed to be investigating. Exactly. We're investigating these dead ass chickens <laughs> just hanging out here. Exactly. And everybody else is like, no, nah, I don't. It's not it. That's not I the one. I don't think that's it. It's not it. <laughs> but like, yeah. He's was, like me. He's like, chickens are found in the supermarket and that's it. That's it. We don't have them hanging upside down in no shed with bear traps. No. He was like, it's a bear trap. This is it. We cracked the code. Cracked the case. <laughs> Let's go home. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I think that... And then he he volunteers to go through the mirror, but only after Yaz does. And then the doctor kind of leaves him with Hannah. And he's kind of like, but why, though? And I think part of that is because he knows that Yaz is better with kids than he is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the doctor knew that, too. And it feels like the doctor is very much, like, channeling the TARDIS in terms of, like having them go where they need to and not necessarily where they want to. Yeah. Also, I think she just wanted to hang out with Yaz more because, like, that's her girl. Because they go together. Yeah. Yeah, I liked, though, that, like, he wasn't, like, sh- the doctor was like, I'm going in here, and he was not like, yeah, me too. Like, that was Yaz. Right. Like, Yaz started that off, and then he was like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah, Yaz's so he's going, like, cool, then I'm whatever. Going. Like, you're going in, Yaz is going, and then I guess. But, like, I did appreciate that, like, hesitance of, I mean. Like, okay, sure. I feel like we could just leave this mirror here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And then at the end, they do the thing. But it's not, like, so he calls him granddad. Yeah. I kind of rolled my eyes, but it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Because I didn't. Well, the thing I really liked about it, um, because... And I, because we knew it was going to happen. And I saw it like, coming. Already, when they were standing yeah. out there talking, I was like, and then when he kind of looks at him, I was like, oh, it's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening now. But I think because we had already, like, resigned ourselves to the fact that it was going to happen, it was just a matter of when it was going to happen, mm-hmm. that when it when it finally happened, I did uh a little bit. But I was like, I liked that it was about, because um, we just saw Ryan, like, being comforting to Hana and, like, being not just a source of comfort, but as like a kind of a source of strength as well, like someone that she could rely on. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like he was doing the same thing for Graham. Like it was like, that was for Graham. That was to help him. Right. That had no real, like it wasn't like 
for Ryan. Ryan doesn't come to this, like, in Ryan's head, he's still calling the dude Graham. Right. And I don't um, think by next he, episode he's going to be, like, running around talking about granddad. Like, I think he's just like, yo, like, you needed you know, this. Good for and you. And I can give this to you. But I think the other thing, too, and is then, that, like, like, let's move on and let's yeah. not make a big deal about it. And I'm going to crack a joke about your age. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is that, like, he heard from Yaz what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And so knows that Graham came back for him and, like, partially came back for, like, the real Grace. You know what I mean? And, like, doing what, like, actual Grace would want him to do. But also it's for Ryan. Um, and so I think that him kind of, like, understanding that and not necessarily feeling like Graham is his granddad. Because, again, they've only known each other, like, three years. That's doing a lot. But, like, feeling okay with at least joking. You know what I mean? About it or at least, like, yeah. giving it to him as comfort but not feeling like he really... Like, not feeling like he personally thinks of Graham as, as that. And I think he thinks of Graham as family now, but in the same way that he thinks of Yaz and the Doctor as family. Right, right. Like, it's a chosen family, but it's not, like, you're still not my granddad. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, but I can give that to you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Quotes? And he's adorable. Oh, he's Sorry, the I cutest. Just, Always. Before we move on to forever. quotes, just he's still adorable. I feel like we need to say that every time. He's the best. <laughs> it felt like it, I felt like we didn't mention we it, didn't, and that was a that was a failing on <laughs> on our part. <laughs> yes, can't we can't have a full um, episode of Tardis without just stating the fact? Exactly. Yeah, quotes from the Tardis. We'd know if we were vampires, right? I just appreciate the um, like these are these are hard hitting questions, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. Check out all the things. Like, yeah. we were there, they were not there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't lured. It's not like I gave out credit card details. Which is funny to me because, like, I mean, not funny, but, like, often people who... Old um, people. Yeah, they are, <laughs> old people are, like, targeted for that kind of stuff. So the fact that he's like, yeah. come on, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> just was yeah. funny to me. I like, I liked, it was a subtle age joke, but yeah. not... A dig at his age, right? Really, mm-hmm. I don't know. it was a lighthearted, well-meaning dig at his age. Yes, Eric, you got mirror married. <laughs> She's like, like the doctor was so appalled. She's like, you know, this isn't a real place. I've only been here two seconds, and I know it's not real. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> or just like, I think she was like, you you had to get a rebound in the mirror place, right? Like, but also like your you daughter, just go to a bar, like yo. Right? Right, because I think that's what she was like. You couldn't just go because that's before she knew it was. It was yeah, it was before she knew wife. it was his wife. So you couldn't just take your ass to a bar, yeah. and like find someone there. Your rebound had to be in this mirror. Exactly, that's crazy. I've told you about the solo track before. Literally, never heard the word before. <laughs> that entire scene with her and Yaz, yeah, they go together now. Yeah, I lo- I really do love RSS the- Thasman. Oh gosh. <laughs> I still, I'm on two ships at the same time, and yeah. I don't know how that works, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. Me me too. I just, yeah, I like, and I think part of it, too, is that we, like, I don't know. I just, I like having girls be friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I feel like often when the doctor has been friends with, or like, her, you know, his companion is often a young woman, and, like, there's always this weird, or there has been in the past, just, like, weird, like, sexual tension that just feels off and, like, it shouldn't be there. And, and you know, I mean, the doctor has spent so much time uh, insulting Clara in their, in his last, <laughs> uh, like, iteration. And, like, I don't know, it was just always just strange, like, not 
bad, but just always felt like it was the same kind of relationship. And in this case, she's very much just like, you're great. I'm great. Let's just like be great together. Be great together. Yeah. Um, So I just, I appreciate that. And it's funny and it's entertaining. You had a grand? I had seven, but Granny Five was my favorite. (laughs) <laughs> and then Granny 5 also thought that Granny 2 was a Zygon, so it seemed like there were some interfamilial issues. Ish- yeah, they had there. some, or intrafamilial. They had some but then problems. I was also thinking, like, how can you, wouldn't you know if you were a Zygon? Yes, but maybe, but if you're a Zygon, you don't want them to know you're a Zygon. But if, so when she regenerated, she was like, oh, I'm not a Zygon. I, obviously, Granny 2 was not a Zygon because Granny 2 regenerated. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, from what it sounded Into like... Granny 3? It, it, from what it sounded like, it sounded like like Granny 5 is, was a uh, like a conspiracy theorist, you know? Because okay. the way the doctor said it was like... So she told me all this stuff about the soul track. I mean, she also told me this thing about Granny 2 that was probably <laughs> not true. But, you know, maybe she's right this time. You know what I mean? It seemed more like that yeah. than, like, than the actual truth. Like, I shouldn't... I, I believe... I got the story from Granny. She's not a reliable source, but you know, I'm sticking with she it. She could be right. Mm-hmm. A broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. Reverse the polarity or something. I died. Yeah. I was like, they're meant to be. Yeah. And like, and, never has a friendship ever and the worked better. Right. And the doctor's like, oh, she's like, this is why I messes with you. Like, this is right. exactly why you're on my TARDIS. What did I do before Yaz? Like, like I would have gotten there, but, like, you just made it so quick. So, and, and Yaz knows nothing about the Sonic 2 driver. She's just like, nope. well, maybe if you do this thing, and it just, perf. Happens to be her go-to move. Exactly. Thrown by a frog. Brilliant. <laughs> I like how just, like, wide-eyed and, like, just, this that was some weird ass shit. And she's just like, "This is great. I made a new friend in a whole universe." <laughs> just like, yeah. girl, <laughs> never been friends with the universe before. Exactly. Um, and then I see the sheep have have moved on, probably off plotting. How close is the Woolly Rebellion? It was like two hundred years. It was like one hundred ninety three years. So. How long do they plot? I mean, okay, I don't trust, you know, I never trust sheep. No, can't trust can't them. Can't trust them. I kind of want them to like jump into the rebellion now. I know. <laughs> just be but then we'd get more like CGI, like the sheep. Or, I mean, like, like the, frog, the frog. And then I just, I don't know if I could do a whole episode. True. Of like sheep talking. That's true. Yeah. Maybe like in one of the books or something, even though I don't actually read the books because I don't even read books that aren't based off <laughs> television shows. <laughs> can barely yeah. get through my book list can't add no doctor who to it right now but yeah it was it was interesting and like funny because everyone else is like it's just a sheep and she's like oh that's what you think mm. so yeah that was, it was that's what they want you to exactly. think exactly yeah you're plotting on y'all stay woke constant vigilance <laughs> check out blackgirlscreate.org follow us on twitter at we black and nerds um use the hashtag tarbis for all doctor who conversations with us and and friends and people who like Doctor Who and are of color. Join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who. And we've had, we have two people in our Slack who have been on the show. Ty Gooden just joined and Nicole from Black Tardis are in there. So like we have really good conversations and Joy from Reality Bomb Mm -hmm. podcast. Like we have, we have like professional Whovians in our Slack and I'm really, 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 really stoked about it. If you can't tell. Dust our shoulders off. They're out here. Dust our shoulders off, but also, like, the conversations are lit. They're so good. 
Um, They're so good. Also, rate and review us on iTunes and wherever podcasts are found. We're also on Spotify now. Um, so, yeah. Do those things. Yes. Uh, Tarbis is part of Hard Knock Media. We've joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including the podcast Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask Bi Girls, Desi Geek Girls. We're not all ninjas and that moment. You can check all of these podcasts out at hardknockmedia.com. And thank you for listening. You can join us next week when we discuss the season finale. Bullshit. The Battle of Rancor Avcolos. I just want to say that the preview for next week looks like it's also going to be on some scary bullshit and stop it. One that we're not prepared for, but like, you know. We're not prepared because it shouldn't be the season finale and I am owed three more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It is true. But yes. All right. But yes. Thanks, guys. Bye. The black girls have the box.